Well, hello, this is Pete Rizzo from Checkbook IRA. And today we're happy to have Steve Pugsley from Pugsley and Sons, purveyors of gold and silver with us. And hey, Steve, pardon? I just said good morning, Peter. Oh, good morning. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me with you today. You know, we're happy to have you. I mean, and Steve comes to us with a diverse background as a business consultant from Southern Oregon, and his firm specialized in everything from tax planning, finance, business development. And he was a, in business development and specialized in new startups from the napkin to the rollout. So it's a, you know, he has a very diverse background, but during that time, you know, the owner of that company and the founder was very well versed in gold and silver, where Steve got his interest in it. And after moving to the Valley a few years ago, started with his son, Pugsley and Sons, purveyors of gold and silver. So I guess we just want to talk today a little bit, Steve, about about yourself, about your company, and about buying physical gold and silver. Oh, so, that's great. That's great. great. So tell me a little bit about what I missed about you and your company, Steve. Well, well I think Everybody I was just saying well, you, 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 as far as what's with gold and silver, you did a really good job there. And I just, I thought, start by passing on that I'm coming up on my creeping up on my 61st, 61st birthday. And the only reason why I passed that on is from a professional point of view, obviously with as much water that's crossed under my bridge, uh, you know, I have a very well-rounded uh, opinion. And so my advice that is given uh, to all of my clients, because the focus of Pugsley and Sons, and this makes us a little bit different, is that we, we, we advise and we provide. A lot of people provide, obviously, hundreds and hundreds of people and dealers provide physical gold and silver. But even though it's the oldest, oldest asset appreciating asset class in the world, a lot of people don't know a lot about it. So that's the, the background with the company that I was with. I only really, I really did specialize in business startups back in the day when a lot of people could take advantage of their, their tax liability and put that money towards new business startups. I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, how much with the, with the tax structure changing, how much that's affected new business startups in the country. But back in the day, we used to do you know, a lot of that. And the firm I was with, um, they were a huge proponent of physical, physical gold and silver as a hedge and a protector. And so all of our clients were in gold and silver. So I was able, I was able to really see firsthand as a consultant, the benefit of people, you know, holding gold and silver. Semi-retired, got into got into a vineyard uh, for a while and found out how hard farming is. It was a great, great uh, time. And then when we came back to the Valley of the Sun, uh, decided that hey, if we we're going to get back into something, let's just start doing gold and silver again because this is what we know and what we do. So that's kind of that kind of brings us today. Okay, well, great. I mean, that's the you talked a little bit about the differentiation is from yourself and other counselors and purveyors. And I take it as because you do the whole thing. You both, you know, provide the gold and silver plus give the counseling on the, on the right way to put it within their portfolio. Is that correct? Yeah, that really is correct. And, and, and by the way, we're all in business. And if somebody were to call me and just say like right now, Hey, Steve, I got a check or, you know, I want to wire you money and I want gold and silver. Sure. We can do that because we do provide, but 99.9% .9 of the time, 
uh, we sit down, you know, and we advise, and I'm sure we'll get into some of this as we go through this, but we really, we really pass on, we want our clients to be educated and informed because you know, what's funny is we were, uh, we were all raised with this thing that knowledge is power, right, Peter? That's all brought into us, you know, in school, knowledge is power. And while that's true, knowledge is power. But, but what I find to be is that knowledge is comfort. And when people are knowledgeable about something, they become very more comfortable about it, whatever that might be. And so that's really what we really do bring to the table. Okay. What, and I'm going to, now I'm going to really, I'm going to tee one up for you. That's kind of a softball question. Uh, you know, why should you buy physical gold and silver? What are the reasons yeah. you know, that, I mean, there's a, there's gotta be, you know, it's been popular. You said for years, I mean, it used to be used, you walk down to the general store and buy something, a little chunk of gold. Um, why buy it now? Why buy physical gold and silver when you can get certificates or you can get cryptocurrency or other things? It's a great question. And of, of course, obviously, we could talk hours about that. So just at 30,000 feet, you know, to kind right. of highlight, you know, for all your listeners, you know, why buy, you know, physical gold and silver? You know, and again, emphasis on the physical and, and first of all, historically, let's just remember one thing. Gold, you know, used to be 4,000 years. Now they found what kind of looks and resembles maybe a coin between four and 5,000 years. I mean, so gold has been around forever. Gold has right. always historically been stable. So that's one very important thing is that it is, there is nothing more stable than Father Gold. Um, historically, it's always been uh, the hedge against inflation. And obviously, you know, right now, whether whether we want to say inflation at the CP, current CPI levels is, you know, eight and three quarter percent, or we want to go back to the algorithm that was used in the 70s, which is what they compare it to, it's at about 23 percent. You know, it's not for me, but we do know when we go to the store and we buy things, we know that inflation's at an all-time high. So that's another great reason uh, for gold and silver. It is a hedge uh, against inflation because it's real money. It's not fiat currency. It's the right. real thing. Um, it it yeah. obviously, for, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, no, it has, you know, I mean, we used to have gold back dollar bills before we started printing them in the Xerox machines. Um, and, you know, do they have, you know, the change of value of gold at all when they stopped having gold back currency? And well, you know, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll answer that question with a little bit of history for your listeners. So go right ahead. We just we just we just walked through last year the 50th anniversary, um, you know, of uh, President Nixon, you know, taking us off the gold standard that just happened. That was in you know 1971. And so and so I think the premise of that originally, what a lot of people don't know, is historically Nixon did that because France held all of its U.S. dollars in gold backers, gold back, and so France was starting to turn turn in a significant amount. They were depleting our uh, store value of gold. And so Nixon decided kind of, you know, turn the screw on France a little bit and took us all to the gold center. I think that was a good move. But the problem was, is when he did that, it, or it opened up the door to a fiat currency. And so, and then we just started, as you mentioned, then we just started printing. I remember up until 1971, there was no, think about this, there was no inflation, no inflation because gold was the standard of the value of where the dollar was. Once we started printing, right. then it's just, you know, and, and here comes national debt. 
and all this other good stuff. So that just kind of gives a background to really showing, uh, you know, the power, if you may, uh, of gold in, uh, when it's uh, intertwined, you know, within an economy. Okay. The other thing is, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go, go right ahead with your other thing. Yeah, yeah you're then, very knowledgeable. And then just again, back to why physical gold and silver, I kind of go all off the table because you can say you're pretty passionate about it. But, you know, it's instant liquidity. And here's one thing that I want for all my clients. If they come to the Pugsley guys and we advise, I at, at my age, which is why I passed it on, I've gone through now, I've consulted now through about three cycles, three economic cycles. I know and I have worked through what a liquidity crisis is. There's many people arguing that uh -huh. we're on the cusp of going through that again. But the point being is, is that I've seen the benefit of what it's like for clients to have instant liquidity. And so that's what gold is. I mean, gold is instant liquidity. You can go anywhere within the world if you find yourself up against an unforeseen challenge and you can get instant, you know, instant money for gold. So there's very few asset classes uh, today that'll give you that benefit. It's obviously always been, you know, a top performing asset class, depending on the part of the country, it's been number one performance over the last 10, 15, 20 years. And then some parts of the country, like here in Arizona, because uh, property values have been insane, it's been number two. But the point being is that gold and silver have always been a top performing physical gold and silver asset class. And then last but not least, on, on why physical gold and silver, zero counterparty risk. And that's a huge deal. I mean, you can hold as much physical gold and silver as you want, and you don't have to report it. The old saying is, is that they can't take it if they don't know you have it. And so my point being is, is that because you know of gold being an asset-based class, because it's physical, because many types of gold are considered a currency like the whole Eagle series in this country, you can right. hold as much as you want without reporting. So those are probably, you know, the top reasons that I would give, uh, you know, for why to, why to buy physical gold and silver. Okay. Well, I mean, when you talk about liquidity, I think that's one of the biggest things because the value of something isn't value till you sell it. And a lot of times I think we're starting to see this in Arizona right now, real estate, tremendous you know, as an asset class, tremendous appreciation. But right now, you know, you might not be able to sell it as quickly as you could before if you need instant liquidity. Or you can't, you know, but I know you can walk up and down the streets of Scottsdale Road and about every other turn, there's a gold shop when to buy yeah. your gold. Yeah, so, absolutely. So it's, uh, it'd be very easy. I know we've had clients that say, well, Okay, well, why? You know, how am I ever going to spend this? What if I need to spend this uh, at Target? Well, maybe Target's not going to take it, but I'm sure you'll find a dealer that will get you know take take it off your hands for a price. So absolutely, uh, very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So another thing that we bring to the table is yes, everybody will give you a return an ROI on that cash in your hand. The right. question is, and this is where knowledge comes in and advice is, where can I get the biggest bang. Where can I get the greatest ROI? And that's and, and that's what we do, you know, for our clients as well. And by the way, a client doesn't have to be someone that's buying from us. Yeah. You know, we act we even though in my industry you don't have to be a fiduciary because of my background, 
we act as that. We're more than happy to pass on everything we know to people who are interested, whether they buy from us or not. So somebody were to call us and say, hey, I need to peel off, you know, and get an ROI. What's the best place, you know, for me to do that? We're going to be happy to, you know, uh, push them in the right direction because we want the, them to get the greatest return on that investment. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, one of the things is always, you know, you talk about physical gold and physical gold and silver. And, you know, to kind of talk to our listeners here about the difference between that and the certificates, because it seems like there's a lot of, a lot of companies just sell, I can do my IRA and I get a, I got a certificate that shows me I have this gold sitting somewhere, you know, who knows where it is. Great but, question. Uh, and that's, yeah. that, that's kind of a three pronger because obviously we're here, I'm here representing, uh, you know, uh, I'm sorry, the call is represented by, you know, checkbook IRA. So first of all, we have gold and silver. We're holding that certificates would be one thing. And that's what we make reference to. Again, I'm the, we're the physical market. Then you have the paper market, right? Which is yeah. represented by all of your financial advisors. Those would be gold backed funds. Those funds might follow up a gold index chart. Uh, it could be a GDL um, uh, account. Uh, but again, most people, the problem, and I'm not seeing, I'm always a proponent of what's best for the client. And the reason why people might do that is, is because it's easy for them and it becomes part, part of their retirement plan. The biggest problem with that is most people either are led to believe or they might think that when they're in those type of programs, that it's all backed by gold. And what they need to understand is, is that 99.9% of those programs are not backed by gold, okay? They're unallocated funds that are generated. Unallocated meaning there is no gold backed it up. It's just, it's backed up by a number, which is the current spot price uh, of gold. So that's, you just need to understand that there's a big difference between that investment and then holding gold and silver. The third prong, is you know self-directed funds you know now what you have is you're able you know you're able to take your tax deferred money and you're able to you know uh put that money towards physical gold and silver i'm a big proponent of that there are differences that people need to be aware of you know because obviously now you know they, they do report it that's one thing you know because it's part of a retirement fund uh, the right. second thing is is the second thing is is that uh, you know, they can't have it within arm's length. According to IRS rules and regs, you know, they do have to, you know, have that vaulted away from them. After yeah. that, that is a great, great way to go about using your tax dollars. And what I want to, just real quick, what I want to pass on, and it's very important, and I'm sure you, Peter, you deal with this all the time, is that like gold, like the physical side, many people don't know about self-directed funds. Right. Because, because, Many financial advisors, you know, don't really don't have a financial stake in that. And so it's just not advised. And so, you know, this is what we do is we just try and pass on us here at Pugsley and Sons. We really try and pass on to people everything, you know, that is, is available to them. Listen, I even have I even have people that come to me and say, hey, what do you think about Bitcoin? Right. There we go. There you just open it. That was it. You open up my next question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you open up my next question because, I mean, cryptocurrency has been the darling of the investment. Or darling, you know, also it's going to be the redheaded stepchild, too, in the last couple of years of the investment industry. And they're always saying it's the next currency coming out, Bitcoin or 
cryptocurrency or doggy coin or whatever it might be, you know, and, you know, why gold and silver versus, you know, something like that? Because they've get, people have had huge gains with it and they claim that you can use it as currency. But I found, you know, not, not a lot of, well, there have, there have been people that have, you know, sold homes and done things with Bitcoin, but I would think it'd be a tremendous risk because the value goes, pops up and down quite a bit. Uh, you know, and by the way, this is a real touchy one because one thing that's very true with crypto is people have a lot of passion for it. The ones right, that you are think? Involved. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and by the way, so I, I talk a lot about it. I used to talk a lot more about it because obviously over the last six, seven months, it's taken such a big hit. You just, yeah. people just aren't out there screaming about it. But here's the way I look at crypto and the way I look at everything when I'm, when I'm advising uh, a client. First of all, the only thing, the only thing that crypto, let's just say Bitcoin in general yeah. here, the only thing that Bitcoin has in common with gold and silver is that they have marketed it to look like a coin. Okay. I mean, they have a picture of it that yeah. looks like a coin. That's where uh, the, the, the commonality ends. And my point being is, is that while gold and silver is the most stable asset class man has ever known, cryptocurrency is volatile and it's very speculative. I have clients that have done real, real well with it. All I just want to do is make sure that my clients understand that it has nothing in common with gold and silver. It's very speculative. Uh, it's very, very volatile. And if, by the way, if their constitution, right, if their constitution yeah. is fine with that, when they know that, then I'm fine with it. But, but, but it is not a store value. It is not what gold and silver does. I mean, you can't drop it on your foot and say, wow, that's real money. So there are a lot of differences where, where the blockchain, you know, and by the way, hope you have me back on because this starts to open up, you know, all the brick nations in the East and what they're doing with their economies and how they're changing all the currency and the assault on the American dollar, you know, for another time, they're going to probably use blockchain as a system, but I don't think people still really know, you know, where crypto is, is going to fall. And so that, that, that's my outlook on crypto. Okay. Well, yeah, and that's good. That's a good outlook because it is, it is something that it is there. I mean, I, you know, personally myself, I've done well with crypto. I, you know, but I've known just, you can start seeing that take a little bit of profits rather than think you're going to hit the home run when you really don't completely understand it. Um, and you know, I see the, it's surprising, you know, under our system, you know, as you well know, you know, people, when they use a checkbook IRA or a solo 401k through us, we don't know what they have because they have complete control over their assets. Right. And, but I can guess, I can guess from our initial conversations. And it seems like that, you know, gold and silver is coming vogue again. Uh, more and more people are talking about it with the, inflation and everything else the there's still a strong cryptocurrency demand a strong real estate demand but the gold and silver has risen risen again into you know, i must say into prominence from people's discussion um you know and you know as you look at it i mean there the one thing we've had here i know in scottsdale they've had you know some different scams how do how do people protect themselves against the different gold and silver scams out there because there seems to be they pop up there was a huge one in Minnesota. There, you know, is it usually because somebody else is holding the gold for them? 
Rather well, than first of all, just, you know, great, great question. And by the yeah. way, just so people don't get, you know, the shock and awe of it all, there's, there's, you know, there's fraud in every industry, right? Right. And so, uh, and, and so the first thing I, I, I tell people is if someone, if, if the person selling it wants to hold it, that's a big red flag. Yeah. That, that, that's just a, that's just a real big red flag. You know, and again, back to my statement, uh, you know, that, you know, comfort, I'm sorry, knowledge is comfort, right? You know, when I, when I start supplying to people for the first time, by the way, I'm a huge guy and this all is tied into the fraud thing. I, I, I put it in their hands. So the first thing Puzzle right. and Sons does is we, we make it, we make it simple based on the advice we give, right? We make it simple and we make it easy. That's the knowledge part. The other part we do is we remove all risk. We're putting the real thing in your hand. You know, God willing, when I walk across the street, I'm paying attention. I don't get run over by a bus. But if that were to happen, whatever I have going on with my clients, they're taken care of because we right. put the product in their hand. So for us, there is, you know, zero risk. As far as my advice to my clients is, is that you want to keep gold and silver with within arm's length. And we, we, by the way, we get down in the weeds with our clients and we confidentially sit down and consult and advise on how to handle and store gold. So by doing all of that, it really does, you know, remove uh, any risk. And if, by the way, somebody says, Hey, just whatever, I got a lot of gold and silver. I don't want it within my arm's length. Then we have vaulting services that we don't make anything from, but like checkbook RIA, you know, we've vetted them, we've vetted them, and we know that we can advise and make those recommendations for places to store their gold and silver at a minimal fee. And most importantly, unlike a, um, a safety deposit box, which by the way, this is listen only. So I'd be standing yeah. on my desk right now saying, do never, never put it in a safety deposit box, put it in a vault, you know, that is set up for gold and silver. Well, I mean, that's a, I mean, and that's a great point, like, because one of the things, you know, I was hoping you'd lead into that is, you know, keep, keeping your hands on it. When you can keep your hands on it where you're the one controlling it versus somebody else that, and that's usually where you're right, where the scams come in is when they say, okay, I'm going to hold it for you. Well, they might have sold that coin to three different people or, or four different people. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but, but it's legal for wall street to do that, but that's for another right. day. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but, but you know, what really is funny is, 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 is listen, Peter, as business people, you know, we subscribe to the real good business people, you know, we plan for the worst and we hope for the best, right? Isn't that what right. good business people do? And so again, this is what we do. Uh, you know, when we talk to our clients, listen, everyone, everybody has had a crisis in their life personal, professional, whatever it might be. And all I'm saying is, is that wouldn't it be great if you had a, a liquid asset that was there at your fingertips, there sitting to help protect against those type of things if they, you know, if they were to arise. And if they aren't, isn't that, you know, isn't that something great, uh, you know, that you can pass on, you know, to your kids or whoever you choose. So that is really the, the beauty of gold and silver. Well, and that's and that's one of the things. Now, you know, as you talked about liquidating it, is there much of a price difference between dealers with the internet? I would think that the pricing has has to be pretty tight between all different types of dealers, um, because information, as you had said, and education is out there. Um, 
are does everybody stay pretty close to the vest as far as the pricing, or are there huge swings? There's not there's not not huge swings, but there are swings. Okay. And so, uh, you know, and here's the and here's the thing. I mean, uh, I, I'm in a unique situation where I'm 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 competing, you know, against let's just use it like a company. You know, I'm an authorized dealer for them, but they have the biggest presence on the internet, yeah. Atmex, right? You yeah. know, American Precious Metals Exchange, the biggest in the country, right? So they they advertise their prices, and usually, I just let my clients know up front, I'm going to be somewhere between their price which is difficult to be at. And then yeah. maybe sometimes, you know, one to two points above that. I just, I full disclosure to my clients and everything we talk about, everything I do, all of my clients believe that if I need an extra point or two, that it's worth it. But my goal is to always come in, you know, uh, you know, at market value. But with that said, I just passed on one thing. People need to understand that, you know, I'll just use one example. Gold and silver, you'll always see it advertised, BU. And what does BU stand for? BU stands for brilliant, uncirculated. And what that means is the gold that you're going to get or silver you're going to get in your hand is virgin. It's never been touched, and it's exactly how it came from the mint. Everybody advertises it. Not many deliver it. Now, I yeah. personally, we, we, everything we put, I've even had stuff come from the U.S. Mint that's had a nick in it. We pull that out. I wholesale it. I take the hit. Everything, everything I put in my client's hands is BU. And the reason why that is so important is that if it ever comes to a time when they want that ROI, they want to peel back and get some cash, the scale of that ROI is based on the highest return is BU, and then it goes down from there based on the condition of the gold and silver. So that's very important. And many new people, uh, you know, to starting to stack, if you may, gold and silver aren't aware of that. And so these are just the things that the difference between uh, what we do and maybe what you might get uh, off of the internet. Okay. Well, that's a great point. That's a great point because you can, I mean, even if all of a sudden you get some gold coins with nicks in them, yeah, every everything is an ounce. You know, an ounce can an ounce is expensive. And, Absolutely. You know, so I mean, that's the that that's a great point there. I had thought I had thought of that. That was even on the questions I had. You know, yeah. So you know, real quick, just and so just to clarify that, just as an example, to paint a picture for you know the listeners is is yeah, everything is at spot value when you're selling, and that is a minute to minute what the accepted value is worldwide. But then the premium uh, uh, above that of what dealers are willing to pay then comes down to a the type of gold you have. Is it just a generic bar? Is it an American Eagle? And then just as important is is this gold you know, BU as in brand new, or has it seen some wear and tear? And all of that is going to drastically uh, play into uh, the return that you will get. Well, that, and, and that's great. I guess that's one of the things, I guess the, you know, my last question is how much should you own? Uh, is there a, is there a percentage that you look at for your client or do some people have their whole investment future in gold and silver? Is there a any- great, great, Great question. And, you know, there's been, there's always been this accepted value point, you know, between five and 15%. And I'm talking about mainstream financial advisors 
and people who deal, you know, strictly in gold and silver. I have always historically hung my hat on 10%. And to clarify what I mean by 10%, I mean that your gross, your, your, your gross value, your gross assets, put your home, your cars, everything that you might have, throw it together. And, you know, and, and in Phoenix, with the way the prices of homes are, so pretty easy to get the million bucks, right? So I just right. use a million dollars, you know, as a round number, because it's easy to do the math. At 10%, I will make a strong argument to anyone that they should have or be working towards 10%, $100,000 sitting in physical gold or silver as a minimum, as a protector in a hedge against the other values, you know, and assets that they hold. And then hopefully that it also is an appreciating asset that you never have to go to. And then you have that sitting there as well. But, but that's, you know, that's my, that's my strong recommendation. Gold bugs, people in my industry that might be the conspiracy people, you know, they'll say the stock market's nothing but a casino and why get into all that? I believe, again, whatever works for the client works for me. And I believe that diversification, diversification is a secret to the success when it comes in investing. And I do believe that everything together works. Gold and silver needs to be a part of it. Well, super. Well, super. Well, Steve, thank you so much for your for your insight. On I appreciate and that. we could probably go on for hours in talking about this. And we will, again, you know, bring this up. But. You know, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate the, you know, the honesty on that. You're right about that. There will be, you know, different purveyors of gold and silver. They, you should put everything. If you want to put everything in there, go right ahead. You should. Um, right. And, you know, the percentages, you know, it's obvious that, you, you know, you outlook for the best interest, look for the best interest of your clients and uh, protect them as much as possible. So I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for your time you spent today and look forward to more conversations in the future. Uh, thank you as well. And uh, have a great week. And I hope more importantly, this has been, you know, helpful uh, to your clients and everybody who listens and is an active part of Checkbook IRA. Hey, thank you.